0: Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Roland. Titans fans, it's trade deadline day in the NFL. Who are some targets the Tennessee Titans must consider? Then, the next five games is the toughest stretch of the Titans schedule. I'll tell you why it will determine whether they have a chance to repeat as the number one seed in the AFC. And then finally, we got to talk about Malik Willis. And while there are a ton of unanswered questions, I'll tell you a few things that I know for certain about Malik Willis. All of that and more on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it!
1: You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Titans fans, it is trade deadline day in the NFL. I have some names I think the Titans need to consider. Before we dive into it, do want to let you know that today's episode of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users get a 100% instant deposit match. Up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com. Promo code Locked On. Thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen or you haven't subscribed yet, make sure that you stay locked into the Locked On Titans podcast for Monday through Friday. Free Tennessee Titans content all year round and on all platforms, including. The Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe there, smash the notification bell, and throw a thumbs up on the video right now as well. It goes a long way to help support the channel. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, nearly 25 years as a Tennessee Titans fanatic, a certified film junkie as well. You can find me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans for my film work and my in game analysis. Check out the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod as well. But it is trade deadline day. And if we're looking at the Tennessee Titans needs, I would say, obviously, offensive tackle, left tackle specifically would be the biggest need for the Titans. But outside of that, another wide receiver to help this group with the rookie injuries that the Titans are experiencing would be a big boost. And then there is some logic behind making a strength an even bigger strength and adding some pass rush. The Titans have been rumored to be in the trade market, but all the rumors that we've really heard I've been about them looking at edge rushers. They were rumored to be in the Robert Quinn discussions before he was traded to Philadelphia. So I do find that interesting. I would say that with Bud Dupree, Rashad Weaver, who I don't expect to be out more than this one week with the injury, Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, even Tart taking a big leap as a pass rusher. I don't think that the Titans would go out and spend more draft capital, more future draft capital on the pass rush when it's probably the best part of the team so far. But again, I guess there is some logic and strength on strength. But for me, again, I want some help on the offensive side of the ball if the Titans decide to do that. And most of the candidates that I have here that make sense are on the offensive side of the ball. Now, there was a, a, a funny piece of info that came out that said the Titans were the second um, strongest odds for teams to trade for Kareem Hunt? Uh, Dontrell Hilliard went for 80 yards on eight carries yesterday. I don't think the Titans need to trade for Kareem Hunt. So that's kind of laughable. But we look at the wide receivers that could be on the market. Jerry Judy. I think that's a yes. Judy obviously cares about winning. He would add a deep speed threat for the Titans that they don't have on the team. Judy and Burks together as the pairing for the next five years with Robert Woods and Kyle Phillips. I think that would be an excellent group to go forward with. Um, He would be cheap in 2023, and then after that, you'd have to make a decision. I'm guessing the Broncos would probably part with him for a third-round pick, and I would be willing to do that. Elijah Moore is a candidate. And I know that Titans fans loved Elijah Moore, but with Elijah Moore being a smaller player and the Titans already having a guy like Kyle Phillips, and the fact that Elijah Moore has had these outbursts recently. His team is five and two, and he's complaining about getting the ball. I just don't think that fits with the Tennessee Titans. Okay. Let's be logical here. I just don't see that as a fit. Brandon Cooks from the Texans could make some sense as that deep threat, but again, another smaller guy and Cooks is significantly more expensive than some of these other options. And I don't think the Titans would want to commit that kind of cap space. Um, another name is Chase Claypool, and Claypool would present a big-bodied physical receiver for the Titans. Obviously, like he does have some speed. So that deep threat we've seen him use on jet sweeps and gadget plays with the Steelers. So that would kind of fit in the Titans offense as well. But Chase Claypool considered himself a top three wide receiver in the NFL prior to the season. And we've seen some some boneheaded moves on the field from Chase Claypool throughout his career. With that in mind, he's just a no for me. Now, like Judy, he'd be cheap next year, so I do understand the logic there, but I just don't see it as a personality fit for the Titans. I think if I had to get any of those wide receivers, I would lean towards Jerry Judy, but I honestly don't see the Broncos doing that. You just traded for Russell Wilson. There's no reason to get rid of the weapons that you're using to try to surround him, so I don't see that actually happening. Like DJ Moore, yeah, DJ Moore, Brian Burns from the Panthers. Those guys are awesome. I'd trade a second-round pick for either of those guys because they are core building blocks as young players. But like the reports have indicated, I don't see Carolina shipping those guys out for anything less than the type of draft haul that I'm not willing to pay. Some guys who I think also make sense at tackle Andre Dillard, but my guys over at Locked On Eagles made a good point. Right now, Dillard would probably be a pretty good uh, free agent on the market, and he's going to be a free agent. He'll probably net the Eagles a third-round draft pick. So why would they give up depth on their offensive line for less than the third-round compensatory pick that they'll probably end up getting from Dillard in 2024 anyways? That's a valid point, so I would pay the price to go get Dillard. I'd give a third-round pick. I'd give, um, yeah, a third-round pick is probably the 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 place that I would go. But doesn't make a lot of sense for Philly to jeopardize their depth on the offensive line for less than than what they're probably going to get in compensatory. Anyway, the last guy here, Isaiah Wynn, the offensive tackle for the Patriots. Uh, he's had up-and-down moments. Would it be a big uh, upgrade? All I know is he's got high-level talent. And he had a high-level pedigree coming out in the draft. So I would give up a third-round pick for Isaiah Wynn and take a chance. But the Patriots may see a similar situation to Dillard with that. But I think offensive tackle with Dillard or Win would be my top options. Outside of that, I would say Jerry Judy does make some sense. But ultimately, I don't see the Titans making a big move at the trade deadline. If they do, I'll be here with an emergency reaction for you guys. To break it all down but we're going to continue today's show we do need to look at the next five games for the titans i'm going to go over what i think their record will be in that stretch and i'll talk about how important that stretch is for their long-term goals in the season at the end of the show we will do an impromptu roland's rant on malik willis a lot of people including myself have said we can't take too much from the performance but i know some things i think i can take away from it before we get into the rest of the show Do want to tell you guys a little more about our title sponsor, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy football made simple. All you got to do is pick two to five players, and Prize Picks has a projection for every player. Is it? It's three hundred and twenty passing yards for Patrick Mahomes. Is he going to do more? Is he going to do less? hundred rushing yards for Derrick Henry. Is he going to do more? Is he going to do less? Ryan Tannehill, two touchdowns. Is he going to do more? Is he going to do less? You just pick two to five players. You say whether they're going to do more or do less than the projection. And if you win, you can get up to 10 times your money on your entry. All you have to do is download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com right now. When you do, sign up, use the promo code locked on. That's one word locked on. First time users get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So you sign up, use promo code locked on, you deposit $100. You get a free $100. You deposit $50. You get a free $50 on and on and on. Don't forget, use that promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 at prizepicks.com. Titans fans, we just talked about some trade targets for the Titans on trade deadline day. Now I want to look at the next stretch of the schedule for the Titans five uh somewhat difficult games. If you take a look at it, and I think it'll go a long way to determining how high the Titans can climb within the AFC before we get into it, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen. Every day, ask for your second listen. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Look at this stretch of games. So obviously, next week, the Titans play the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night football on the road against Kansas City the Titans come in on a five-game winning streak they're at five and two Malik Willis played in the last game I think that Ryan Tannehill will be ready to go for this matchup against the Chiefs now Mike Vrabel said on Monday at his press conference that they won't have an update on Tannehill until Wednesday's practice but I'd like to think an illness, Tannehill can get over that. If he can't, then maybe it's something more serious than we even think, maybe more serious than the ankle, hoping that's not the case. But the ankle, while it could be bad, him not being in a boot on Wednesday and them taping up his foot to allow him to walk around at practice throughout the week last week, that leads me to believe that the ankle it is something that Tannehill can get over and get back. If the ankle was so bad, that Tannehill was going to miss two weeks because of the ankle. I don't think that they would have had Tannehill, one, out of the boot as early as last Wednesday, or two, would have had him walking around on the practice field all week. Because now you're putting pressure on the ankle. So if it was that bad, I don't think they would have done those things. So I'm hoping that Tannehill will be back for this game. What the reality here is, if Malik Willis plays, I don't see any way that the Titans can win. The Chiefs have, I believe, the third best run defense in the NFL. That's a lot different than the worst run defense in the NFL, maybe a historically bad run defense at this point, with the Texans. The Titans can't play the game that they played against the Texans and expect a win against the Chiefs. Now, what I also want to say here is, I don't think the Titans can beat the Chiefs right now with Ryan Tannehill. Now, we do this every single year. I know what you guys are screaming. You do this every year. Titans play the Chiefs. No one thinks they can beat the Chiefs because the Titans can't keep up. The Titans defense
1: can't hold up. The blah, 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 blah. Look, I think it'll be a close game if Tannehill plays. But what I would say is last year when the Titans beat the Chiefs, someone who must not be named who had three touchdowns in the first half on Sunday
0: and has more receiving yards than the entire Titans wide receiving core put together, redacted, had seven catches for 91 yards
1: and made some critical plays in some key moments to allow the Titans to score points on offense, obviously, but a big point of that was keeping the defense fresh because the defense dominated the Chiefs last year. And the Titans' defense may very well be better this year. So, at least the way they're playing right now. But, again, what it comes down to for me is I think the defense can still be susceptible
0: in the passing game with the number one passing team in the entire NFL, number one passing offense in the league. I think they'll have the ability to create more time for Patrick Mahomes than other poorer offenses have. I mean, the Titans have played like the Commanders, the Raiders, the Colts, the Texans. These are not good football teams. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? These are not good teams. And yeah, the Titans have got a five-game winning streak off, but those are not good teams. So how will the Titans' defense be able to perform? I have faith in the front seven to stop the run, to get some pressure on Mahomes. But Roger McCreary, Terrence Mitchell... Monty Hooker was banged up in this game, so you may see, you know, Andrew Adams or Lonnie Johnson getting a lot of time. Can these guys stop Patrick Mahomes and those weapons? I'm worried about that. So, I'm going to say that's a loss. And I know that the Titans have a chance to win the game. I think it'll be closer than people expect. Closer than the spread right now, which is like 10.5 points. But I do think the Titans lose that game. The next game, though, They play the Broncos, who are 3-5. and
1: They come back home. It's a 1 o'clock game. The Broncos are off a bye, but listen. The Broncos' defense is good. The Titans' defense is good. But I think the Titans' offense is better
0: than the Broncos' offense. So I'm going with the Titans to win that game. But I think it'll be incredibly, incredibly close. Then the Titans go on the road on Thursday night football on a short week to Lambeau Field to play the Packers. I know that the Packers haven't been good this year. They have a bad run defense, but the Titans never play well in Lambeau. And on a short week on Thursday night football, I just think the Titans are going to lose that game. Now, if the Titans win that game, if the Titans can find a way to win against the Broncos and the Packers, which are the two games I think are incredibly winnable for them, I think that's a great stretch. If the Titans go two and three in this five-game stretch, that's incredible for the Titans, and they're on their way, in my opinion, to be in ten and seven or eleven and six. If they lose four of those games out of the five, then I think they're going nine and eight, like I predicted to start. The next two games after that are Cincinnati four and three coming back to Tennessee, and then the Titans on the road playing who are currently undefeated, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Bengals just own the Titans. I don't know what else to say. I I just feel that in my bones. I just feel like the Bengals have something on the Titans psychologically. And I just... They've proven that even if you sack Joe Burrow a thousand times, still doesn't mean that you're going to win. And the Titans offense was bailed out by Redacted last year in that game to get him back in it. And he's not there now. So, yes, Derrick Henry is better, but the offensive line is worse. So, I think the Titans lose to the Bengals. I definitely think they lose to the Eagles. That game, I think that could be like Buffalo levels of ugly. Uh, So, really, to me, win that Broncos game at home because you're better than the Broncos. If you can find a way to win that Packers game on the road because you run the ball down the Packers' throat and they can't stop it, that's great. I think the Titans go 1-4 and in this stretch, end up 9-8, and but still win the AFC South.
1: If they win two out of these five games, I think ultimately they end up 10 and seven, maybe even 11 and six,
0: and that could propel them. I think there are going to be some beatable teams at the bottom of the AFC this year. Teams like the Dolphins, for example, uh, a team like I think the Titans could beat Baltimore this year, this year's version of Baltimore, um, even a team like maybe the Chargers. That gets in. I think they're beatable. So I want the Titans to get as high as they can in the
1: ASC. Because I think they're going to be teams at the bottom who are beatable. So yeah. That, that, that's kind of how I'm seeing it. I think the Titans go one
0: and four here. They need to go two and three to do their best. Man, if they do anything
1: better than two and three, then ladies and gentlemen, we're cooking. And now what's funny is last year during this stretch, the Titans went undefeated. During their five game toughest stretch of the year last year. So they never cease to surprise
0: us. They never cease to de- uh, disappoint us. It goes back and forth all the time. It's the beauty of being a Tennessee Titans fan. But either way, we're going to move forward. I got an impromptu Rollins rant for you guys talking about Malik Willis. There's a lot that we don't know, but I think there are some things that we do know after that performance against Houston. Before I get into them, though, I do want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet online is the number one source for betting football this year. Whether it be college football or NFL, you can find the latest player developments, team matchups, news, in-depth analysis on every game. The NBA season has started. NHL is here. We got the World Series of MLB. Bet online always has up-to-the-minute scores for live betting. They have MMA, boxing, golf. I mean, literally Anything. That you would like to place a wager on, the fastest and easiest way to do it is at Bet Online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and all the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Titans fans, thank you for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first to listen every day. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I'm going to dive into uh, a Rollins rant here on Malik Willis and some answers that I think I have in my head. Before I do, want to let you know, tomorrow is Rewatch Wednesday. I'm going to be breaking down exactly what I see on the tape from this win over the Texans. We're going to start with a Malik Willis deep dive, what I saw on the film from Malik then. We're going to get into the offense and defense as well. So make sure that you stay subscribed so you get that content. Thursday is crossover. Thursday, we'll be talking to Chris Clark from Locked on Chiefs about this matchup. You're going to want to see that. And then my Game Plan Friday episode breaking down exactly what the Titans need to do to win that game. Make sure you stay locked in to the Locked on Titans podcast. But going over my thoughts here with Malik. So I just want to mention some stats that came out after his performance. Here, he was 5-for-5 with a clean pocket for 39 yards, a 99.2 passer rating.
1: He was 1-for-5 in 16 yards and an interception and three sacks when he was under pressure. That
0: leads me to this, and I'll tell you early. His footwork was not great, and he just seems unsettled. He seems uncomfortable. He seems rushed and hurried. When his footwork is not proper, the accuracy is going to go. And that's what we saw in the Conqua throw. But we'll dive into the ins and outs a little more deeply tomorrow on Rewatch Wednesday. But for now, I do want to make some overarching points,
1: I guess. As we knew coming into the game, and as we know now, Malik is not ready to be a starter in the NFL. He's not ready. To start on this team.
0: We knew that going in again. And it was confirmed. Okay. Now it wasn't all bad. You love the operation. Getting guys in and out of the huddle. Calling the motion. All that. But there was probably much more bad than good. But again. It was to be expected. We knew that he was not ready. He needed a red shirt year. So all of that is true. What else is true is it's not time to look at that performance and say, Malik will never be it in this league. He'll never be a starter. He'll never be, you know, anything in this
1: league. It's not time to do that. But here are some proclamations that I do feel comfortable saying. Now, number one, Malik's not going to be ready in 2023. Ryan Tannehill will be the starting quarterback for this team next year. Period. Period. I don't have to wonder anymore. We
0: don't have to see the preseason. We don't have to hear the reports. The Titans got to keep Ryan Tannehill around next year. Maybe Malik will be ready in 2024. But he won't be ready in 2023. I feel confident saying that right now based on what I saw from watching
1: him play. Based on what you're seeing on tape. He's just simply not ready. And from what I see and where he's at right now, He's not going to be ready to start in 2023 either. Now, what I have to continue to reiterate, he was a third-round pick. Was it pick 86? He's a third-round pick in a in a draft where you had 10 guys.
0: It was a luxury pick. It always was. And if the Titans never took a quarterback in the draft, then they'd just have Ryan Tannehill next year anyways. And it'd be even harder for them because the Titans aren't going to get a high pick. They're not going to get a pick that's going to put them in striking distance of getting one of these top quarterbacks. They're just simply not. So basically what I'm saying is no harm, no foul if Malik is not ready in 2023. It's not that big of a deal. He's a third round pick. He might need two years of seasoning. I don't think that that
1: is some super negative thing to say. It's simply not. But with saying that, that Ryan Tannehill is a lock in 2023 to be the
0: starter, in my opinion. It's not going to be Malik. He's not going to be ready. With saying that,
1: the other proclamation that I want to make, the other thing that I know for certain today, Malik may never be ready. And here's what I'm saying. Here's what I want to reiterate again. On
0: draft day, on draft weekend, I said this de-
1: this may never pan out. Malik may never be good enough. The haters may be right, whatever. It was a third round pick. He was a third round pick in a in a big draft class that has a lot of starters. Chickaconco is going to be a starter soon. Obviously, Burks is going
0: to be a starter. Yeah, he's banged up right now. I have faith he'll be a contributor. He'll be a starting level player.
1: Everybody still loves Kyle Phillips. NPF and Roger McCreary are starters right now. So, I guess my point is, like I said during the draft, even if Malik never gets it, even if it never turns on, he never
0: actually ends up being like the full-time, hey, Malik Willis is a starter for the Titans based on anything but injury. We get to 2024. The Titans know he's not it.
1: And they go with another. They could still do something else in 2024. They can make that trade up. They can make make a trade like they did for Tannehill. They can sign a free agent. They can...
0: I'm just saying... If Malik doesn't pan out, it's not that big of a
1: deal. It's not a big hit. It's not. It's not. The Titans got Burks, McCreary, NPF, Chigakonkwo, Kyle Phillips, all out of this draft. It's not a bad draft. And it's not that punitive of a miss if Malik never pans out. So,
0: We have a lot of unanswered questions still with Malik and he deserves time to grow. But I think I'm comfortable saying Malik will not be ready to start in 2023 and the Titans should keep Ryan Tannehill through the end of his contract. And I'm willing to say that, as I said when he was drafted though, there is the chance that it never pans out. And what I want to say to that, if you're somebody who believes that already, is so what? Not that punitive of a miss for the Titans and John Robinson with the way that the draft worked out. So there you go. Tomorrow, rewatch Wednesday, diving into the tape, diving into the film. Going to be bringing you guys everything that I saw schematically from the Titans, the X's and O's, all that. We're going to break down Malik from from more of a in-depth perspective as well. So make sure that you don't miss that. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. Remember, make Locked On Sports Today your second listen to get all the biggest sports stories in under 25 minutes, Monday through Friday. But as always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on tight.